it is a truth universally I acknowledged. I have noticed my growing resemblance Ooh, that is to a gold. daffodil. Does not glitter. How I would die. Not all. Though I had reason enough in the last few if you want to rebel, rebel from exist, inside the system. But because they tell us that dragons. I'm your host, Vicky, from Miss Vicky's Bookcase. Let's begin our story together. Welcome to Miss Vicky's Bookcase. We are on the next book for the Wilbur Smith Adventure Prize shortlist, which sounds a bit of an mouthful. And I decided to go for one of the books that had been the most popular when I was judging with the other judges. This is one of the books that I actually hadn't read and this scored consistently the highest I think it was and I was really really excited to read it because I was like oh that hasn't been a time period I've read in ages and I'd love to read something like that. So I decided that I would read next The City of Vengeance by D.B. Bishop. Now I will give you trigger warnings for this most definitely that because this isn't a crime book, by the way. I'm, I'm sticking the fact that there is murder in here. So, so just be aware of that. I mean, it's crime. It's always murder and crime. But also, I want to say the trigger warning for homophobia. Uh, this does feature quite heavily in the book. So please be warned if that is upsetting to you. Please don't read the book. I mean, it was okay. But I was upset on, like, a lot of people's behalf. And... Just so you know, it's not the author who is homophobic, it's the setting. So I'll explain that in a, in a second or two so you'll understand better. The author of this is, of course, D.V. Bishop, and he is, let's do a little bio, uh, he is an award-winning screenwriter and TV dramatist. His love for the city of Florence and the Renaissance period meant that there could be only one setting for his crime fiction debut. Yes, just in case you didn't realise, this is his debut book. So it's actually won several awards and he has been a very busy bee. I believe he's actually in the middle of doing his PhD or just finishing it. So what's the book about you ask yourself? Well I'm glad you asked. So this novel is set in Florence in 1536 where a prominent Jewish moneylender is murdered in his home home and this has a wide implication to the city at large because he is a prominent moneylender. Coming to this foray is the chap, our main protagonist, Caesar Aldo, who is a former soldier and now an officer in the Renaissance city's most feared criminal court, the Otto. And he is given four days to solve this murder, catch the killer before the Feast of Epiphany, or suffer the consequences. So during his investigation, he uncovers a plot to overthrow the volatile ruler of Florence, who is Alessandro de' Medici. And by the way, for those of you who love Assassin's Creed, this is set at least 30 to 40 years after where that was set. First of all, I think that was 1485-87, so it is quite a time difference. But we're still talking in the Medici family. So... If the Duke falls, it will endanger the whole city, but a rival officer of the court is also determined to expose details about Aldo's private life that could lead to his ruin. Can Aldo stop the conspiracy before anyone else dies, or will his own secrets destroy him first? So, I have to say that, I don't know, I don't know if I like this book, I'm in two minds still, which sounds really weird, because I know that a load of people rated this really highly, and I'm just like, I didn't really enjoy it. I do want to read the next book in the series to see what happens next. But I just don't know. I mean, 
I did like the storyline with the moneylender. That kind of reminded me a little bit of Cadfile. If you've ever read Cadfile by Ellis Peters, um, his that series, that's fantastic. I mean, it's a bit more brutal than that. Of course, in Cadfile, we don't mention anything about um, gay relationships or anything like that in there. And this is where this is in a weird way interesting because there are two main storylines well kind of three but two main ones really where we have the murder of the money lender which is levi and that kind of storyline and then we have this other running storyline as well which said in the summary of course about aldo's secret and it starts off with this murder of a young person who is basically beaten to death and it's a bit horrific and this is why I'm like it's a trigger warning for people who don't like to see abuse or anything like that it it was very well done that is in most ways that is keeping with the time and that does take you to a different world in some respects because I'm looking at this from is this an adventure type book and it does take you to a different world a little bit but that was the jarring bit but that is kind of like true to that time period so there we have that and kind of like Aldo he is very human and I like that aspect of it I like the fact that he is just one man and he is a genuine concerned person who yeah he needs to earn a living but at the same time he does have a fairly caring nature in the kind of job he's got in the time period he's got so I kind of like that again <sighs> the bad guys definitely were the bad guys I just like you can see their motives again it's not black and white at all if in case you're wondering I'm trying to kind of describe it without giving too much away really <laughs> as I always say but it really is hard and with a book like this it's again not in my favourite genre. I, I I have a craving for crime every so often. And I I did see the back of this and I did think, oh, this sounds amazing. I think I'd really enjoy it. That's great. Let's have a read. And I admit, I almost put it down. I almost DNF'd it right around page a hundred. Because I just I just didn't like the abuse that was going on. I didn't like the attitude of people, which is totally keeping in with the time. And I'm like, ugh. I'm not really in the mood for this kind of book where he's showing social issues where it was not a good thing for people to be abused or beaten because of their thoughts or what they felt. And I did persist and I'm glad I did. I did get over the hump, but it was several humps. I did almost pause several times, but I was like, do you know what? I do want to know what happens. It did intrigue me enough to want to find out who the murderer was. And I have to say, I was like, oh, actually, yeah, I could work that out. And the logistics of it is very clever. It's not Agatha Christie. I'm not sure who the murderer is, but you get to a certain point, you're like, oh oh okay yeah I do know who it is and the logic of it was great from that perspective I will mention as well the fact that there was one thing that kind of bothered me a little bit in this book and I think that's because I'm not sure if I'm right or not if that makes sense so throughout this book you have 
a side side story, so to speak, of the girl called Rebecca, who is the daughter of the moneylender, and how she's dealing with her grief. That's the easiest way to put it. And before her father died, he had forbidden her this man called Joshua, and he was like, "Oh no, you can't, you can't marry him. He's not a Jew." Now. I'm kind of disputing this a little bit because I'm fairly sure, I could get this wrong though, but I could have sworn this is correct, that Jews do their bloodlines through their mothers. Therefore, if his mother was a Jew, wouldn't that make him a Jew? Just thought for thought. I thought that was the case. I could be totally wrong, but it was a little bit of a bugbear that kind of bothered me a little bit throughout it. And also... That was the other thing about that. This is just a minor thing as well. It's just like, is that the reason why her father forbade her to marry him? Other than that, he was really distinctly like disliking him marrying her. It's all, it's just a little niggle, but it just, it just didn't clock quite right. If that makes sense. And in general, a lot of the plot actually clocked really well. There was no gaps really that I can think of where I thought, uh. Why isn't that doing it that way? But I think it's because I wasn't kind of in the mood for a heavy-duty crime. And I know it's nowhere near like the crime noirs that are really popular, especially the Swedish crime novels. I just wasn't prepared to handle the plotline of the young man that had been murdered as a side to the, the moneylender. I just wasn't ready for that. And I kind of wish it had been mentioned before I started to read as so it wouldn't be quite a shock and ironic really because I've realized I've just read this in pride month so I don't think that counts really I mean I kind of don't want to spoil why I think it counts but at the same time I do the fact that okay I'm spoiling I'm sorry I am spoiling it but the main protagonist is attracted to men in the book and that is again something you are seeing more often now in books of historical periods but you don't see it very often so it is shown right at the beginning and it applies it throughout most of the book so it's not the massive spoiler but at the same time it kind of is so you are warned and of course this is interesting the fact that this is his secret and someone gets hold of this secret and yeah things happen and I was interested to see how he was going to deal with it and I did think he was going to deal with it the way I thought he did yep absolutely he did it the way I thought he was going to because I don't want to spoil it <laughs> I know I'm so bad but overall it's not a bad book do I think it's an adventure book this is the question I'm asking myself. And I have to say, although it got really high numbers in the shortlisting group I was in, do you know what? I would put it lower than Otto Eckhart because Otto Eckhart is definitely an adventure. And I didn't feel like this book was an adventure. This was more like a thriller kind of thing, a historical thriller where he's got to do something. It didn't feel like yeah, it was taking me to the world of Florence and it did feel a little alien, but I wasn't really, I suppose I just wasn't wanting to really stay up all night to read it, so to speak. It didn't have that thing where I was just I totally gripped. 
I was reading it like a train wreck. It felt like a train wreck a little bit where you just got to read it to find out what happens next. It did feel a little bit like that for me. So really, I feel like this just, this is going lower. So out of the two we've read so far, so we've Otto Eckhart and the City of Vengeance. Otto Eckhart is number one at the moment and City of Vengeance is number two. So next month will be the month where I do two more and I'll give the rankings then for where I think they're going to sit in the adventure ranking, so to speak. I mean, I do, by the way, want to say I, w I would recommend this book again. And yeah, I actually definitely am going to read the next book in the series because I really did like Aldo as a character. And again, he had courage and persistence and I liked that. I want to see what happens next. So I will give D.V. Bishop full credit for me to want more. I just don't think that he is the person that's going to win the prize, which is a bit unfortunate, really. I feel really bad kind of doing the judging like this, but I like to see the fact that adventure is such a wide-ranging kind of genre and subject that you can have something like the city of vengeance in there and people would say that's an adventure and you have then otto eckhart who is also they would class an adventure and they're just two polar opposites in some respects so have a read see what you think of the city of vengeance you have been warned about the triggers so just remember that when you're reading it so you're not as shocked as i was or surprised because it really did take me by surprise and before I forget, I will do my quick star rating and my three uh, words that would describe this. So I would go with, this is around 3.5 for me. It might go higher depending on my mood, but around 3.5. And the three words I would use to describe it is intriguing, uh, plot-driven, and thriller. Which, I know they're kind of generic words, but... It felt like a genuine historical thriller to me. So I hope you've enjoyed my ramblings about the book. And if you do end up jumping into the City of Vengeance, again, let me know on my Insta page. There should be, hopefully, if I can keep up with it, a uh, Insta post with the City of Vengeance and my quick written review about it as well, just to refresh your mind if you don't want to listen to all of this again. And feel free to comment about your thoughts as to, if you have read this, whether you class this as an adventure and whether you think this book should win. Anyway, I shall see you in the next podcast. So bye for now. Cities. People really are this like houses not with vast rooms and tiny... Libraries rooms. were full of ideas. Perhaps the most dangerous... She delighted in the smell of the ink, the rough feel of the paper. Had commented once that Neil had a gift for making someone by children is not a good children's story. Very weak-minded, refused to be influenced by literature and poetry.